Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to Deep Water. And this week I want to address being single versus being partnered with another person. Okay, uh, I think it's a, a big issue in our world and becoming bigger and bigger all the time. And let me share, let me share my story first. Um, when Hope and I got married, I was almost 27. I was about 26 and two-thirds. Graduated from college at 22, so I'd been out working for um, four-plus years out of college. And I remember those four years where uh, I was no longer in such close contact with my good friends at school, male. I was not in contact hardly at all with any of the young ladies I had known at college or school. A number of them were already married. And I got to tell you, during that four years, I felt... Um, I felt bad. I, I felt lonely. I felt like I'd been left behind by my friends. I felt kind of hopeless about the future. Hey, man, I mean, it was a lie, but I still felt it. Hey, if you're not married by 26, you're, you know, you're. it's never going to work for you. Now, that was ridiculous, but I, I still felt that. And there were lots and lots of evenings, nights, that it just seemed like the evening was two weeks long because I was alone. And, and, it, and it come out of uh, junior high, high school, college, being very involved with my friends, very involved in a social club, dating someone almost all of the time, a number of them seriously. So I went out of really about 10 years of wonderful and intense relationship to being full-time job, living by myself, and lonely. And um, 
it, it really, really bothered me. And, uh, and I've spoken with so many other people who felt that same thing, or even who felt that same thing, even though they were in a relationship because the relationship wasn't good. And, and it was causing more problems than, than benefits. So real quick, I want to run through what I see as kind of the pros and cons of being single. And uh, don't totally dismiss this if you're not single. Because uh, uh, my guesstimate is that about 1 in 10 relationships are really fantastic. But only about 1 in 10. So 9 out of 10 are not that great. And, and being in a not that great relationship can be worse than not being in a relationship at all. But you got to be careful there because it's not just automatic. Okay, so let, let's go through some of these things. The cons. What, what are the negatives of being single? Number one, loneliness that I already addressed. Uh, and that is the biggest one I've heard uh, for the last 30 years working with people in counseling and therapy. It's also the number one for people in a relationship where the relationship is not good. Loneliness. Number two, social pressure. Um, uh, I have a son who's 28 right now and not married. And... Uh, a number of his friends, as you would imagine, are married, okay? So what's the first question, you know, if they haven't seen each other for a long time? Are you dating anybody? Are you serious with anybody? Are you, you, you know, and to him, and I remember when that was me at 24, 25, 26, 27, it hurt a little bit every time I heard that, um, you know, uh, no, I'm not, and, and, it, and it bothers me. And you saying something about it bothers me more. All right, number three, children. Yeah, you can adopt and have a, a child by yourself or possibly uh, an insemination thing where you have the child by yourself, um, but that is, that is a, a hard road to do the, all of that by yourself, to work and be and raise your child and do everything else that has to be done uh, for a family uh, by yourself. So uh, I think one of the negatives would be the situation involving children. Although again, better to have a single parent than one really negative parent that's programming the kid for negative things that they're going to have to deal with the rest of their life, which happens all the time. Number four, just the feeling that something's missing. Oh man, can I remember that one big time from uh, those years with me. Something's missing. I cannot be whole this way. Uh, whether true or not, it, it's a very common feeling. Number five, lack of intimacy. And uh, by intimacy, I'm not just talking sex. Yeah, that would include sex, if sex were appropriate and healthy. But you know what? Sex, sex in and of itself is not real heart-based intimacy, okay? Um, you know, you could have sex with a prostitute. Uh, one thing that's popular these days they call hooking up, which is really basically, hey, instead of, hey, you want to get together and play tennis 
or hey, you want to get together and go see a movie? It's hey, you want to get together and have sex? Now, we didn't do that uh, when I was growing up, but it's very, very common today. There's sites all over the internet for that, and it's, it's, it's uh, almost kind of been normalized. The problem with that is that can actually work against you. That can actually work to kill intimacy because it's not completely right. And, and you can only go to that deepest level with not just sex, but someone that you're on the same heart connection with. And someone I would say that you love and that loves you. And you cannot have the highest experience even with sex without that. But with that, you can have a high experience even if you don't have sex. Now, I think we're meant for both together, and that's when it's just like magic, and there's nothing in the world like it, you know. Orgasm with someone that you love and that loves you, okay? Uh, number six, someone to share the cost of things, the expense of things, the work of things. You know, division of labor. I'll take care of these things, you take care of those things, or we'll take care of them together. We'll do the dishes together, we'll clean house together, we'll both work or whatever, but a shared thing. Uh, number seven, a shoulder to cry on. We all go through hard times, all of us, all of us. And I tell you what, hitting a trauma or a low point or hard time of your life when you don't have anybody that you feel like you can go to that completely has your back and will listen to you and be locked onto you. Okay? They're not trying to rush you. They're not trying to give you a quick solution. They're really there with you, suffering with you, rejoicing with you, whatever. But in this case, when something is hard, uh, man, that is worth gold. Now, you don't have to have, you don't have to be married for that. You could have someone else who has that role for you, but if you are married, that person is the natural best choice for that. And, and, and a, if it's a great relationship, you will have that with that other person. Uh, number eight, just shared experiences. We're going to the Grand Canyon. We're going to the beach. We're going out to a movie. Something funny happens, okay? Just shared experiences. And I think this is a huge one. You know, uh, I grew up in sports. And so I was all, always competing in different sports. And sometimes I would win and sometimes I would lose. Sometimes I'd get the trophy and sometimes I wouldn't, okay? But I guarantee you, the biggest things I ever won, those accomplishments for me that were the best, if I had no one to share them with, they would be relatively meaningless. Think about it. If I won the gold medal for the 100-yard dash, but there was no one to share it with, it, it, I... I promise you, it would be kind of hollow because I've counseled those people in those situations, okay? So, um, shared is what makes things 
um, valuable. It makes them rich. It makes them uh, it, it makes them go up on the ladder of significance in your life. Those shared experiences. Number nine, mental problems. Uh, the most um, deadly torture in the world is solitary confinement. Uh, we are built for relationships. And when we are not in relationship, um, the majority of the time, a person will develop mental problems. That's why they change the laws about solitary confinement and things like that, because uh, the majority of people were going crazy. That, literally, they were developing mental and emotional problems. Okay? So, um, you have to have relationship and intimacy or um, you're going to end up having problems, and, and which will lead to health problems and usually problems with everything else in your life. And then the last one I wanted to bring up was life is just easier with company, if it's good company. Okay? Life is easier with company, if it's good. All right? But a number of these cons, um, you, could, you could nullify the con without a husband or wife or maybe official partner. Okay? So I'm not saying this necessarily has to be a spouse or something like that, but we are talking about basically living your life single versus living your life with a partner, with someone else. Okay? Doesn't have to be official, but usually it is. Okay. Um, are there any pros? Are there any positives to being single? Yes, there are. Uh, one is you can experience a number of different partners. Rather than being committed to one, you can experience a number. And um, our uh, left brain tends to think that that would be better than one person all the time. I don't necessarily agree with that, but I'll, I'll cover that later. But the first one is you can experience a number of different partners. Um, that can lead to loneliness also because you don't have that one person who's got your back that you can go to the deepest level with, with complete trust and um, intimacy. All right? Uh, number two, less stress. If you're married to a partner and your relationship is like this, uh, it spikes your stress. I picked up a USA Today in Europe uh, a couple years ago, and on the front page of the uh, on the front page of USA Today was a new study where they found that if your relationships were conflicted, that you had a 300 percent greater chance of developing an illness or disease by middle age and dying. Um, I've never seen a statistic like that. Now, I've been reading research like uh, similar to that for 30 years. Okay, If your relationships are harmonious and congruent and good, you have a 300% greater chance to not get sick or a disease and to live happy and healthy to old age. Okay, So that should tell you something right there. All right? But... And, and 
you know, if your relationship is conflicted, I believe there's always a way to get it unconflicted and harmonious, which means less stress with a partner, all right? But potentially, if, if you're conflicted, there can be less stress. And I think that's why a lot of people get divorced is um, everything is stressed, they're conflicted, and they can't figure out a way to work it out. And, and that's what I've been helping people do for 30 years, and you can absolutely do it. But the second one is less stress. Number three is freedom. I can do what I want, when I want. But let me tell you, I've experienced that, and I've worked with many other people who, lit, who, who have experienced it for decades, and that can be overrated, okay? Sometimes you've got all the freedom that you want, but what you crave is intimacy and relationship. And I'll cover that more in a little bit. But number three, freedom. Number four, flexibility. You can do what you want, when you want. Freedom and flexibility kind of go together. Number five, you can become a workaholic and it really won't negatively affect anybody else. And as a workaholic, you might accomplish some unbelievable thing that it really takes a workaholic to be able to accomplish and you can, you know, at the end of your life feel like, hey, I really did something substantial, okay? And it didn't mess up anyone else's life. Where if I had a partner, you know, they might be constantly saying, this isn't working. We don't spend any time together. You work all the time. If you're single, don't have to worry about that. And there's an ancient manuscript also where the Apostle Paul says, if you can do it being single, if you can do it without uh, sinning all the time, it's better to be single. But most people can't do it. Okay? And, and, and that's considering that the sexual relationships you have are healthy ones, not selfish ones, and are healthy and right in line with love, joy, and peace, etc., not just for instant gratification. Number six, there are some studies that say that single people sleep better than people who are uh, in a partner relationship. Some of that is practical stuff. One likes it cold, one likes it hot to sleep in. Hope and I are that way, okay? But sometimes it's just you don't get along well, so um, that person's more of an irritant than anything else. But you can also be, there's also research that says being single can cause you to sleep worse if you don't like being single and you don't have intimacy, which you desperately need. Okay? And then the uh, last one is the most obvious, problems with your partner. You just don't have to deal with problems with your partner. How many committed relationships, what percentage of committed relationships are there where one or the other partner has a problem with the other? 100%. It's 100%. <laughs> There's never been a relationship. Maybe... Uh, I don't think even Adam and Eve had that. They were conflicted over the tree and the, the fruit and everything, all right? Um, but you're, with a committed partner, you're always going to have problems. Now, the other side of that is working through those problems in love will take both of you to a better, higher place, happier place 
in your life. So those can be seen as opportunities as well. Okay, um, so those are kind of how I see the pros and cons. Um, let me go through one other thing and wrap this up. There's a thing that I call the four C's. And um, the four C's are things that we all need, and if we don't have them, uh, we experience symptoms from not having them. Maybe physical symptoms, maybe emotional non-physical symptoms, but if you don't have all of them, you experience negative symptoms. And they are built on the foundational truth that we are built for love and relationship and we malfunction in any other way. If we, if we prioritize anything but love and relationship, we malfunction physically as well as non-physically. So the four C's are commitment, communication, communion, and community. They all grow out of that same prefix, com, with. Okay, so uh, commitment. No way you can have the deepest level of intimacy with anybody without commitment. And I mean uh, nothing held back, no safety net, no plan B, forever, no matter what commitment. I love you. I promise and vow to love you, which is what most people do when they get married. They, they, it used to be the preacher would read all the vows. Today, a lot of people do their own vows, but in almost every one of them, even in people who do their own, they make a vow. They make a commitment to love that person for the rest of their lives no matter what. All right? But, I believe most of them don't mean it. They don't really understand what they're committing to. And when they get into the relationship, they don't treat it as much like love as they do a business deal. I'll do this if you do that. I won't do this if you won't do that. That's not love, that's a business deal. Alright? Um, and over time, if you live that way, you're going to hit a rock that either you decide, all right, that's it, we can't solve it, we're divorcing, we're breaking up, or you become angry all the time, or the very worst of all, you become cold and numb, and you and that person are now just roommates. And it's really depressing to most people, and lonely, and I wish I were single. But for whatever reasons we're staying together, um, it's not enough. I've got this big void inside, okay? So commitment, communication. In just about every marriage problem I've ever seen, um, and I used to specialize in relationships when I did counseling and therapy traditionally, uh, but in almost every marriage problem I've ever seen, including with my wife and I, there was a communication problem. And when you fix that, uh, everything started getting better. And until you find that and fix it, usually things can't be fixed completely. Uh, the third one, and probably the most important, is communion. And no, I'm not talking about the little piece of bread that the Catholics put in your mouth and that sort of thing. 
Um, I'm talking about deep intimacy. Not necessarily sex, but it could include sex if sex were healthy for that relationship. But regardless of sex or not, deep intimacy. This is a person that I know they have my back no matter what, and I've got theirs, and nothing will ever change that. I call it foxhole love because um, guys who were buddies in war and battle and life or death, foxhole kind of situations, tend to have a deep communion relationship with those other men or women that they were in that intense, constant life or death, I've got your back, you've got mine situation. Those people will be at their funeral. Uh, those are their most trusted people in the world. Um, there's a, a, a bond there, a love there that goes beyond words and that is there no matter what happens. Deep intimacy communion is what we all want more than anything. And every relationship that you have that is in deep communion intimacy is absolutely like gold to you. And every additional one you get takes you up higher in your whole life. Most people don't even have one, okay? And of people who do have one, they typically have only one or two, okay? But, but what I believe is develop as many of those as you can. Have 10, have 50. And what does it require? It requires making yourself vulnerable. They can hurt you if they want to. Talking about deep issues, um, your own um, locked doors, that the things you are ashamed of are behind and you don't want other people to see. Letting them see who you really are, truly are, and accepting you with warts and all, that tends to develop communion with other people. Now, could you make yourself vulnerable to someone who really you can't trust even though you thought you could and they use that information to hurt you? Yes, absolutely. And, and that's why you've got to use a little bit of intuition and perception um, about who you go there with. Okay? But every one of those raises your whole life up another level. Uh, in a good way and improves your health, your thoughts, emotions, everything. And then the last one is community. Um, no one is that, that I've ever known is 100% okay alone with no one else ever. Now, I've seen people that live that way, and usually because they'd gone through severe trauma and they couldn't handle being around anyone else. It, they would punch their buttons or, um, or, or would not be okay with them because of some things they were doing or living. Or, or, or You see a lot of that a lot with post-traumatic stress from people who've been in war and now they're alcoholics or whatever, and other people can't stand to be in relationship with them because 
um, they're so internally focused in fear and pain and addiction and habits and, and things like that, okay? But, but you cannot be whole without community. Now, community can be one person who has totally got your back and is there anytime you need them, but you cannot have community with zero, okay? So, um, those are the four C's. You have to have commitment, communication, communion, and community. But you can have all of those being single or with a partner. You can. But there's pros and cons to both of those. Okay? So you got to see where you are, uh, what you want in your life, uh, what your passions are, um, your, your worldview, is there a God or is there not? Do you believe in love or do you believe in what's in it for me, seek pleasure and avoid pain? You know, those are all things you would consider as to I'm going to be single or no, I'm going to be in a committed, uh, official relationship, whether, whether that's legally official or not. Okay, but regardless of which of those you choose, based on those pros and cons, you have to have commitment, communication, communion, and community, or your life cannot be what you want it to be, because we're built to prioritize relationships and love, and we malfunction any other way. So if being single is so that you can focus even more on those great relationships and cultivating more and more of them and giving the ones you already have more and more attention to make them better and better, hey, that's fantastic. And I think that's what Paul was saying. It's better to do it this way if you can, all right? But there's certainly nothing at all wrong with being in a committed relationship to share with other people, to share the rent for children uh, because you're lonely, a shoulder to cry on, shared experiences, um, life's easy with company, easier with company, you know, things like that, okay? But the one thing I would say is no matter what age you are, don't force it. When I was 27, <laughs> and single. I thought, I, I've missed my opportunity. I'm never going to get married. I'm going to be lonely all my life. Blah, 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 blah. Well, that was not remotely true. And I know for a fact at, you know, several decades later that if Hope and I had not gotten married, I would have had all kinds of other opportunities and most likely would have chosen one of those and 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 been happy. I, I don't know that I would have been as happy as with Hope, but anyway, I, I think that's certainly true. So I would not push it. Um, I would try to let it happen organically. Now that doesn't mean that you don't take steps. You can't just live in your bedroom your whole life and expect to develop communion and community and all this other stuff, okay? It requires your participation, right? Uh, by the way, I think the social online thing with like eHarmony and things like that 
is fantastic. I mean, I guarantee you at 23, 4, 5, 6, 7, I would have been on that site communicating with young ladies and, you know, going out and I try them on, they try me on, see how we fit or don't fit, whatever. Man, I think that would have been fantastic. And I know, I know several people who have gotten married uh, directly through the social media um, relationship sites and have told me there is no way in the world I ever would have met that person. Okay? There's also social online sites where you cannot, um, you know, be there to get married or be in a committed relationship, but you're there for a friendship or to share a hobby together or something like that. I think those are fantastic too. Okay? So um, pray about it. See what you're comfortable with. Weigh the pros. Weigh the cons. But don't get too desperate that you start really pushing. I think that's where you get into relationships that aren't right for you. And then it ends up being worse than being single. Um, but no matter where the relationship is, uh, I believe there's always a solution. There's always a, a, a door out, a way of escape, um, a way to make it right. And, and uh, I don't believe that every relationship, they should stay together no matter what. Now, if, if there was abuse happening, I guarantee you I'd be the first person saying, get the heck out of there. Now, you better keep loving them, even though you're not together, but you get out of that abusive situation, okay? So, doesn't mean they should always continue, but they should always be made right, even if you separate and don't continue. And, and there's an absolute way to do that. And we've talked about that a good bit. So, um, and then the last thing we already talked about as well, you can be in a committed relationship, you can be in lots of relationships and still have the loneliness of being single. Why? Because you've not gotten to commun communion with anybody. you got to find somebody to go to communion with. That deep, intimate level. And that's when, even if it's just one person, the loneliness will go away and most of those cons will, will fall away. All right, because being with that person will be wonderful. Um, and yeah, there'll still be problems and pains, but you'll work through them together, which keeps taking that relationship higher and higher and higher. Okay, the relationship doesn't just get better from going to the Grand Canyon together or going to see movies or out to eat. The thing that makes it better than anything is going through a problem and resolving it in truth and love together and then reuniting stronger than before. Kind of like uh, you've heard where a bone, where it's broken, once it heals, it's stronger at the place where it broke than it is anywhere else on the bone. Pretty similar with relationships when you deal with the problems and conflicts in love and work them out to a true win-win-win resolution. Okay? So, uh, where are you on uh, being single in a committed relationship or loneliness 
no matter which situation you're in. Okay? The four C's are where you need to focus. If you're single, if you're um, living your life as a partner, or any other possibility, the, the four C's are still what will make your life as best as it can be, or, or as close to it as you can get. Whether single, whether in a committed relationship, whether you're lonely now, in either, it, it, single or in relationship, the four C's are the solution. Okay? So, um, thank you very much. Have a wonderful, blessed day.